News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app or on Facebook Live. Got it on the On The Mark Facebook live stream, so you can check it out there if you want to tune in. Just search On The Mark on Facebook. On The Mark with me, Mark Hessman, is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They got that awesome jingle now. That jingle is very stuck in my head. I'm not going to sing it for you because I won't do the jingle justice. Uh, if you go into Cunis Country, uh, they're doing this uh, five-gallon bucket promotion right now. Uh, 0% on Honda's ends this weekend, possibly. They don't know if Honda's going to extend it, so go check them out. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Country. Okay, so obviously... This, the way this show is set up, I'm blessed. It's Saturday morning. So I have next Saturday as well to talk about the Super Bowl as we are entering Super Bowl week. So with this show this week, I want to go back to what this show, uh, really get back to the format of this show as we've been so football focused. And it's still going to be a lot of football talk. Uh, but I'll have headline one, headline two, and really break it up that way like normal. Next week will be a full, complete Super Bowl uh, preview, predictions, all of that jazz. We're going to get in the meat of the Super Bowl next week. So let's dive into it. Has been headline number one. Then we'll go into number two and uh, and have some fun with it this week. Uh, of course, though, we're going to start with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Mahomes gets his shot. I think this is really important for us all to take this moment in sports history that we're about to be given and really breathe it in. Really think about what we are about to witness next Sunday with Mahomes versus Brady, the Chiefs versus the Bucks in Tampa. This may be, when we look back on it, the one time in the history of the NFL, or, or really you could even argue in any major sport, where we have the opportunity to see this extremely unique moment where the young, up-and-coming megastar has their shot to put a stamp on the legacy of the GOAT conversation against the undisputed GOAT. And Tom Brady is the GOAT. I've had this conversation with you on, on on my show, on my on the podcast, and other things about how I'm sick and tired of the multiple goats that you get. Oh, this person's a goat. Oh, that person's a goat. No, no. Each sport has a goat. Tom Brady is the goat right now. His career, even though he's not done, and it's unique because in pretty much every other sport, team sport, the goat is retired. They're not currently playing, and even in football. The idea of the GOAT and, and Joe Montana, he wasn't necessarily crowned the GOAT when he was playing, but as soon as he retired, it, there was this sense of like, well, that guy's the GOAT. 
But Patrick Mahomes has his shot. He has an opportunity to do something that, that no one else gets. We didn't get to see LeBron uh, and the and the Cavs that a young Cavs team versus MJ in a in and he had taken the Wizards to the finals. We didn't get that opportunity. We don't get this in sports because normally a goat's legacy it's formed and it's and it's in rock and it's in stone. It's Gretzky and and anyone who even comes close to Gretzky, it's it's years afterwards because it takes so long to build it up. But Patrick Mahomes, he really, really, really is. Already ascending on this track to this uh, conversation of being in the GOAT conversation while the GOAT is still playing. Um, and it's so fascinating to get a GOAT versus a, a person who has an opportunity to be the GOAT. So what do I mean by Patrick Mahomes has his shot? It's simple. This Super Bowl is really simple for legacies. It, it actually is. If Tom Brady beats Patrick Mahomes and the Buccaneers beat the beat. The Kansas City Chiefs. Tom Brady will have his seventh ring, and it's over. It's really the conversation. The door slams shut for at least 10 years. It's done. I mean, unless Patrick McCombs goes on some sort of insane run. But the door really shuts. Seventh ring, different team, not just the system. He was the thing that put a very good Bucks team over the top. And gets them to that level. If they win, we all know that the Chiefs are so good. If the Bucks win next week, Tom Brady will play well in that game. Most likely, he'll probably even be the MVP for the Bucks to win that game. So, Tom Brady would have seven. His legacy is extraordinarily uh, is set in stone. And he would do it getting the seventh over... The guy who has the only real shot right now that we can see to challenge the greatness that is Tom Brady. Conversely, this is what I mean by Patrick Mahomes getting his shot. Mahomes still has a mountain to climb to get anywhere near Brady in the, in the conversation of the greatest quarterback or the greatest football player because Tom Brady's beyond, uh, even quarterback. He's the greatest football player we've ever seen. So in order for Patrick to get to that level, to be in that conversation, to be a better football player than a Jim Brown, to be in that level where he's considered a greater football player than a Walter Payton, uh, you know, insert legend here, to become that I'm a I'm the greatest not only quarterback ever, but greatest football player ever like Tom Brady is, he's got a mountain to climb, and he can make a massive leap up this mountain by winning on next Sunday. If Patrick Mahomes is able to beat Tom Brady and get his second Super Bowl, and Tom Brady, while not in his prime, but still playing very elite football, 40 touchdown passes this year, uh, the one, the main reason the Bucks are in the Super Bowl, bringing stability and, and a culture to that team and a leadership to that team and playing really good football, uh, it's just not like uh, it would be, you know, Mahomes beating up on Manning when Manning could barely throw the ball 20 yards down the field when he was with the Broncos winning that second Super Bowl. This would be really something. Now, again, Tom Brady's still the GOAT. And I'm not going to entertain the conversation that Patrick Mahomes or anyone else is the GOAT uh, for at least another five, six years. There, there has to be more time here. Tom Brady is still the GOAT. But it would leap Patrick Mahomes into a level of conversation um 
that would completely separate him from any of his peers right now, more so than Rodgers, more so than uh, um, uh, you know Big Ben, Eli. Uh, I would even argue he starts to be in that Peyton Manning category. We start to say, wait a minute, you could start to argue that Patrick Holmes is a top five quarterback of all time. So it's a massive, massive opportunity for Tom to slam the door shut for at least five, six, seven years to give himself some real breathing room. Like Michael has the six for six. Tom won't have six for six, but he'll have seven. He'll have the 10 Super Bowl appearances, and he would have the win over the next guy who has a chance to be the GOAT. He's already got way more than Manning's, uh, Breeze, uh, Rivers, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, as we've seen. So you'd have an opportunity to slam that door shut, but Patrick Mahomes gets his shot to leap up the mountain. As opposed to climbing up the mountain, if Patrick Mahomes beats Brady on next Sunday, he gets to take a ski lift up the first half of the mountain. I mean, it's a huge, huge opportunity for him to take a leap forward. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. And you know from listening to this show, I mean, we're at episode 71 of On the Mark here. You know me. I don't like to have a lot of these conversations until things are written, until the story is written. But I do think we need, we as sports fans need to stop and appreciate this incredible, incredible moment of sports history that we're getting, that we, that we get to witness next Sunday. Uh, cause either way, legacies are going to start to be formed even more. And, this opportunity to write the, the history books of the NFL for both of these guys and these teams, Chiefs opening up the dynasty, uh, Tom Brady, you know, giving the Buccaneers a, a second Super Bowl. And, and once again, uh, what it does for Tom, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible for both these guys, and I can't wait to watch. We'll talk, we'll break down the Super Bowl, including my picks, next week on the show. All right, let's move on. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Speaking of legacies and Hall of Fames and uh, conversations about this, uh, this was something I wanted to talk about last week. Obviously, uh, sickness and had to had to miss the show last week, so I wanted to jump into it this week. I don't want this conversation to linger on anymore. I want you to get my thoughts on this. Philip Rivers is the NFL's chance to set a bar in the NFL Hall of Fame. So let me explain this. Quarterback in the NFL, we now know is everything. It's it is the most important position in sports. You used to you know think about oh being you know uh, the shortstop for the Yankees or you know the, the star for the Lakers, whatever. The most important spot in all of sports is every NFL team's quarterback. It is the most important thing. As quarterback continues to become more important in the modern-day NFL, which we see, the stats for the quarterback and the opportunity for these quarterbacks to make massive amounts of money, uh, to have incredible, incredible legacies, becomes more and more important. But it also means the NFL Hall of Fame could get diluted with quarterbacks. So I propose to the NFL... Philip Rivers is your chance, NFL Hall of Fame electors, to set a bar, draw a line in the proverbial sand with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers' numbers are Hall of Fame worthy. 
as he retires a top five all-time in passing alone, one of only seven quarterbacks to hit the 60,000 mark. It's incredible. 17 years, multiple teams, multiple playoff runs. Uh, not Again, not as much playoff success, but Phillip Rivers is a guy I say, if the NFL is smart, the, the Hall of Fame voters, get him in on the second or third ballot and then say, all right, from here on out, everyone now has to pass certain tests. And Rivers is now becomes the test. He becomes that bar. So bar number one is multiple Super Bowls. If you are a guy that wins multiple Super Bowls at the quarterback position as the starter and, and a, and, and, and the reason, part of the reason why your team won, the conversation is very simple. Eli Manning, the conversation is simple. He's a Hall of Famer, the multiple Super Bowls. The, the numbers alone, then you could start to argue with Eli, eighth all time in passing. You know, 16 years in the NFL, the, the non-missing of the starts, all this other stuff, I also think makes him a Hall of Famer. But the two Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls, I, the discussion becomes very, very simple. You have the two Super Bowls, your numbers check out, bada bing, bada boom, you're the starter, you're in. One Super Bowl, the conversation becomes a little more difficult. You start to look at a guy like a... Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. Pretty easy to put them in because they got one Super Bowl. They all, besides now Brees, still have an opportunity to win another Super Bowl. Uh, but their numbers alone, their impact to the game, they're Hall of Fame worthy. One Super Bowl is a game changer. It makes everything else, that conversation, much easier. Two Super Bowls, simple. One One Super Bowl. All right, you have the numbers. All right, simple. And then there's the next bar, which should be the Phillip Rivers bar. So two Super Bowls or more, one bar, one Super Bowl, second bar. Final bar for for NFL quarterbacks trying to make the Hall of Fame is the Rivers bar. Rivers is the limit. Do your numbers equal Rivers in longevity, importance, uh, and then actual numbers in this modern-day NFL. So a lot of people I've seen on the Facebook comments and on the mark and other things I've talked about, guys like my my friend Blake Smith will say, well, what about the Warren Moons of the world? I argue now it's a completely different NFL. The NFL is so different, and we're in such a generational now difference and gap in the NFL that you don't – this is why you set the Rivers bar, because Rivers – uh, and and Tyler, that's funny, the the Marino bar. But again, Marino was the, the bar, the previous bar for that previous generation, you'd argue. But again, you have to put in context when Marino retired, where he's at. We're in a different now era of the NFL. So now you set it as the Rivers bar and you say, all right, from this point forward in the modern NFL where we know passing is everything – Quarterbacking is king. No guy. No, it's really going to be hard to to not to win an MVP if you're not a quarterback, and things like this. Rivers is the bar. So then I would argue it makes that conversation pretty simple as well for the future guys like a Joe Flacco, Carson Palmer, Donovan McNabb, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I think uh, Matt Ryan is the best example of this. Jared Goff. Uh, 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 obviously Matt Stafford, who we're talking a lot about. 
You have guys who have these insane numbers. Matt Ryan is ninth all-time passing. Next year, he will pass Eli Manning. So Matt Ryan's case for the Hall of Fame, then I would judge it if he can get to, if he can win a Super Bowl, he's in. Because now you're talking about, you, you put him in the Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers category. You got one and you have the elite numbers, you're in. If he never wins a Super Bowl, which I think all of us right now expect Matt Ryan to finish his career not having a Super Bowl, then you judge him on the Re- the Rivers platform. How long did you play? Are your numbers extraordinarily elite like Philip Rivers are? 63,000 passing yards. The only people above him are Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. That's extraordinarily elite. Extraordinary. You pass Marino. The bar, the previous bar, he is now the bar. So Matt Ryan has to then be judged on Phil Rivers if you don't win a Super Bowl. Does that make sense? I'm resetting the bar for the guys who don't win the Super Bowl. You could argue it was the Marino bar. Now I'm saying it's the Rivers bar because Rivers was a part of the change in the NFL. Remember in 2004, when Rivers came into the league with Roethlisberger, with Manning, the Manning is already in the league. Tom Brady's a young quarterback in the league. Drew Brees is a young quarterback in the league. Winning football was still MVPs could be won by Ladanian Tomlinson and, and Sean Alexander. Okay? It's a different league now. It's a different league now. MVPs could also, you could have argued, been won by guys like Ray Lewis. So it's a different league now. Rivers is a part of that guard, that changing of the guard, but all his contemporaries, the Mannings, Roethlisberger, Brady, Breeze, they all got Rodgers. They all got to the pinnacle. So Rivers is now that third step. And again, I think it's, it, I think there's a fine line. If you want to sit there and die on the hill that Rivers is not a Hall of Famer, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time arguing with you. I'm not going to spend too much time fighting you on that. That's fine. I respect that opinion that if you think Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. Again, I don't have a Hall of Fame vote. If I did, I would probably put him in on the second or third ballot. And I would say, there's my line for me judging going forward. If you want to be a Hall of Famer at the quarterback level in the modern NFL, you've got to pass the two or more rule, the one or more rule, and then the Rivers rule. Because there's guys like Nick Foles, and that's why it's also interesting, Foles and Flacco. Foles and Flacco, when they retire, will have one, and they will have numbers better than Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas. Well, Flacco will. Foles won't. But they'll have numbers better than Steve Young. Joe Flacco blows Steve Young out of the water. Out of the water. So then you you also have to say, that's why the one Super Bowl ring is not a guarantee. One and elite numbers, easy conversation. One, your numbers aren't elite. You weren't, your impact on the game wasn't great. Okay. I'm sorry, but there's, there's gotta be, there's, we all can sit here and say the eye test says Flacco's not a Hall of Famer. The eye test says Foles is not a Hall of Famer. So getting one or getting two, even if Foles were to have a crazy run and, and, Maybe start a Super Bowl for a, as a backup for a team and win a second Super Bowl. 
you know, that conversation gets really interesting, but that's that's the rarity of the rare. I don't want to make my rules set on the rarity of the rare. I want to make my rules set on the majority. What's going to happen over the next decade of our lives? Stafford, Ryan, young quarterbacks, like the Joe Burrows of the world. You know, uh, it looks like a guy like uh, Justin Herbert. You have these young quarterbacks, Jared Goff. They're going to put up numbers better than Steve Young, better than Johnny Unitas. Better than Jim Kelly. So then we have to have someone to judge them on. I present to you, Phillip Rivers, is that last level to judge these these future quarterbacks on. The Rivers rule. That's my thought on it. I, it may be silly, maybe crazy. I don't have a Hall of Fame vote, so does it really matter? No. That's where we're at. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Also, Facebook Live. Thanks to everyone watching on Facebook Live. If you want to watch on Facebook Live, search on the mark on Facebook. Follow me there. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin as well. Shout out to Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, uh, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, MLB, they screwed up their own Hall of Fame. I'm going to rip up. The MLB next, and uh, again, then why they're just falling more into obscurity as the NBA and NFL blow by the MLB. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's such a be- Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hi, I'm Dr. Gordon Christensen. When I became a dentist, I learned how quickly poor oral health can lead to other serious health problems. And for people without access to care, these problems can spiral very quickly. I wanted to help, so I joined Dental Lifeline Network. Right now, there's a wait list for patients in need in your community. I'm asking fellow dentists who will join me in seeing one patient per year. To learn more, visit willyouseeone.org. I've got muscular dystrophy. During COVID-19, kids like me are at a greater risk. But the Muscular Dystrophy Association is here to help. MDA is what ensures they receive critical medical care at one of over 150 care centers. Please visit helpmda.org. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Remember, Honda, 0%, first time they've ever done it. They've never done it in the history of Honda. They're doing it right now, okay? So check them on out. Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street. Today could be the final day of it. They're open today, closed tomorrow. You know the great jingle they got going. Stop in. Tell them Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. If your sales rep has no idea what that means when Mark sent you, tell him to call Jason Buxman. Be like, Mark sent me. Jason knows. Uh, and he's the he's the man in charge. So that's all that matters, right? Uh, welcome on back to the show. Appreciate you all watching, listening, wherever you may be, however you may be doing it. All right, we're moving on. Uh, the, you know, you guys, uh, you know, she's almost a year ago now. It's crazy. Nine months ago uh, during the COVID pandemic, you heard me railing on the MLB because the MLB couldn't figure it out. They can't get out of their own way so much. The MLB, I have massive problems with the MLB uh, and, the, and a lot of the way they run things. Now, they have since just recently hired Theo Epstein to the office of the MLB. That's a win. He's already hired Ken Griffey Jr. as an ambassador to help grow the game. Major hire. The kid is the guy you want 
helping the MLB become less stuffy, more uh, accessible. You know, I don't know if the MLB will, have, will ever change with their TV rights, with their social media things to allow people to just have more fun with the MLB and make it more accessible. I, I think they're pretty entrenched with the way they do TV contract stuff. But the MLB can change the way they do their Hall of Fame. And that's a simple thing to engage, get more engagement, more uh, more people caring more people uh, excited about it, and and they really, I think, blew it this this year. It's a joke that they don't have anyone that made the Hall of Fame class. It's a joke, in my opinion. It really is. Um, and 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 the fact that they have this seventy five percent threshold—that's something I'm okay with. I, I really am. But the MLB Hall of Fame, the, the the writers who vote for it, and it is all writers. And MLB writers, we know, are the, the stuffiest of the stuffy and the worst of the worst when it comes to uh, the history is in our hands and we must protect it at all costs and uh, Babe Ruth would turn over in his grave. Yeah, it's all – it's 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 self-importance. It's a, it's a love of oneself and not actually caring about the game as a whole and growing the game, which – should be the most important thing. You want the history of the game? You want the game to be relevant? You want people to care about the history of the game? Well, make sure you have a game that people care about in the modern day. Um, obviously, Barry Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Sosa, so many of these other guys, they didn't make it. And a lot of these guys, Bonds, Clemens, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Schilling, it's their last year. They have one more year on the ballot. And... I respect Kurt Schilling for coming out and saying, and this is from ESPN, I'm getting this quote, I will not participate in the final year of voting. Uh, Schilling says, I am requesting to be removed from the ballot. I'll defer to the Veterans Committee and men whose opinions actually matter and who are in a position to actually judge a player, Schilling said. Uh, Schilling went on to write in his statement, I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer, as I've stated often, but it's former players. If but if former players think I am, I'll accept that honor with them. And he nails it. He absolutely nails it. The Hall of Fame in the NFL has a committee of people, but you have people that lobby on your behalf. The MLB, it's everyone for themselves. These writers, these people have been grandfathered in. You got 90-year-old guys who get a literal letter sent in the mail. No one gets to argue on their behalf. No one gets to present a case. Um, for Peyton Manning and everything for the for the NFL class, you've heard it. The talk, the discussion lasted two seconds, but they still had the discussion in front of everyone. I heard this great thing when Brian Erlacher was getting into the Hall of Fame and the people they sent to lobby on his behalf because really for Brian, it wasn't about is he a Hall of Famer. We all knew Brian Erlacher's a Hall of Famer, but is he a first ballot guy, especially with Ray Lewis being on the ballot as well? And rightfully so, Brian Erlacher was a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he got to send a guy to lobby on his behalf and defend him and put those numbers up against Ray Lewis's. And you would think, oh, Ray Lewis and, and Brian Olecker's numbers, are they can't be close, but they're actually very close. And again, it's a little bit like, okay, Ray Lewis is the, you know, Tom Brady of the middle linebackers, the GOAT of the middle linebackers. But Brian Erlacher and his career is just as good and not better than any other Bears linebacker Hall of Famer and all this other stuff. So, the NFL gets it. They get it right. But the NFL also has that veterans committee say, hey, 
Was there a guy from the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and now the 90s who's kind of slipped through the cracks? And I think that's a Tony Baselli eventually will get in that way and other people um, slip through the cracks. And the MLB needs to change this. They need to get rid of these stuffy writers. You need that committee. You need that vote. You need people to lobby on their behalf. That's what I would do. I would also say, and I agree with uh, some of the comments here on Facebook Live, I'm comfortable with, as a fan of baseball, the MLB having a portion of the Hall of Fame that is a gray area portion, saying, hey, put Bud Selig in that corner of the Hall of Fame. We didn't test for steroids till 2004. So what these guys were doing at the time of baseball wasn't necessarily considered cheating because they weren't testing for it. And they knew what's going on. History has written this book a million times. We're all baseball fans out there right now. Cardinals fans out there listening to me, Mark McGuire. McGuire belongs in the Hall of Fame. Sosa belongs in the Hall of Fame. Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. A-Rod, they belong. Whether they admitted to cheating or not. We all know they cheated. We're not dumb. We have eyes. We have ears. Let them in. Put them in a wing if you want. Or... And this is what I would propose to be the best way to do it. Cause the MLB is stuffy and they're old and they're in their chairs and they're, I'm going to write my letter and send it in and you didn't achieve the 75% vote. So what would I do? I would take next year's Hall of Fame class and just make it the all steroid era class. Get Bonds in, get Clemens in, get Schilling in, get McGuire in. Get A-Rod in, get Helton in, get Sosa in, put them all in. And just say, this is the steroid era class. We will judge them based on the fact that what they did at the time, while shady and not necessarily fair to the other people, they also were a part of MLB's history, a very important part to keep the sport alive at a time when it was dying. Put them in, and then forget it. Don't you don't even. Don't, I don't need to see Bond speak. I don't need to see A Rod speak. I don't need to see Sosa get up there and speak. I don't, certainly don't need to see Clemens or Schilling speak. Schilling's a wacko, but they belong in. They're in. So fix it. Right the wrong. And once again, the MLB writers, stuffy, old, gray haireds thinking that they're more important than the integrity of the game. You're not. You're a writer. You're a baseball writer. Put the pen down. Typewriters are dead. Change it. Evolve, MLB. And I only hope that sooner or later, the MLB is smart. They make Theo Epstein the commissioner, and they they start to figure out how they can compete for the longevity of their sport against the dominance of the NFL and the NBA's dominance on social media. Cuz that's their challenge. How do we how do we get people like me who's an a, who's an average fan of who's a passionate fan of their team, but an average fan of Brewers versus Padres on Saturday night baseball in the summer to watch that game? How do you get me to say I want to bet that game, I want to watch that game, I want to sit down with my buddies and be like, "Hey, there's a big game on." When it's not the playoffs. That's their challenge at hand. Because Packers versus Chargers on Saturday night? Yeah. I'm canceling a date. 
for that. I'll be like, sorry, uh, girl I met on Tinder. I got to watch Packers Chargers on Saturday night. That, th- th- so they have to compete against that and they have to compete against the NBA and the amazing stuff they do on social media. Any night there's a big t- uh, TNT Tuesdays or Thursdays or on, on Saturday night basketball on ESPN. The amount of clicks and likes and shares and great content they get. MLB is miles behind it. And for the, for, in a lot of ways, the NFL is, is miles behind the NBA in that way. So the MLB, you can start with simply fixing your stupid, ridiculous Hall of Fame stuff. How do you not have a Hall of Fame class? And if you knew there wasn't non-cheaters that could get past the 75%, why didn't you take the opportunity to just get all the cheaters through now? Do it in one class, one foul swoop. We don't have to hear them talk, but just get them through. It's just insane. It's ridiculous. All right, you're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. When we come back, NFL coaching hires are finished. We know the seven new coaches. I like two of them. I'm okay with three of them, and I hate two of them. We'll go through all that next. Don't go anywhere. Live and local, it's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and on Facebook Live. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin. You've got a lot of... Gordon Christensen, and if you're a dentist as I am, or you know a dentist, please take a moment to listen. When I became a dentist, I learned how quickly poor oral health can lead to other serious health problems. And for people without access to care, these problems can spiral very quickly. I wanted to help, but I wasn't sure how I could until I joined Dental Lifeline Network. It's a nonprofit that has helped us literally change the lives of people in our communities. DLN asked dentists to volunteer to see just one of the many patients in need in your area. It's very simple. DLN screens those in need and coordinates an initial appointment that takes place in the comfort of the dentist's own office and on their schedule. Right now, there's a wait list for patients in need in your community. I'm asking fellow dentists who will join me in seeing one patient per year. Learn more about Dental Lifeline Network at willyouc1.org. That's willyouc1.org. Every two minutes, a child becomes a victim of sex trafficking in the U.S. It's happening right now. Don't turn off the radio or change the channel. Don't cover your kid's ears, no matter how much you want to ignore it. Child trafficking is real. In fact, it's happening in your town. And you know what our greatest weapon against child trafficking is? It's our children. It's time to act with PACT. That's Partners Against Child Trafficking. PACT works to teach students how to identify the warning signs of child trafficking so they can help other vulnerable kids around them. PACT student ambassadors receive in-depth training on the issue and design a project to raise awareness, reduce victimization, and disrupt demand. Visit PACT.city to start donating today. That's P-A-C-T dot C-I-T-Y. And for as little as $5 a month, you can help end child exploitation. Before you drive the auto under overcast skies with scattered rain showers likely. Winds out of the southeast, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Overcast skies tonight, scattered rain showers likely, lows around 33. Overcast skies again tomorrow. Chance for mixed precipitation, high of 36. A dusting of snow tomorrow, right now 39. Welcome on back to On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-N. Follow the show on Facebook. That's where the Facebook Live is, On the Mark. 
Uh, K. Shamo, search that on Facebook. I would not be doing the show without the great people at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. you got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. It's huge. Uh, they do it for Hondas, Hyundais, new cars. Uh, also, Buxman, Jason Buxman, general sales manager, a regional sales director. He wanted me to uh, let everyone know your trade-ins are still worth more than ever. And with that 0% on Honda, if you bought a new Honda the past couple of years, trade in that Honda, that 2018, that 2019, that 2017, you're still making payments on. That 0% that Honda's doing right now today, you can get in a lower payment new car. Check them on out. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith Family Giving Back. Uh, tell them Mark sent you. All right. Welcome on back to the show. So now the NFL coaching dust has settled. And all seven vacancies have been filled. And I want to first start by saying the Eric Bieniemy stuff, while it's, I think, slightly disheartening or disturbing, I'm not so sure Eric Bieniemy wanted a lot of these jobs. I think as soon as you realize that Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, you don't want that Houston job. You do not want the Eagles job with the chaos they have at quarterback. You really... Um, I, to me, I, as I said before, the Falcons job was not that ideal because the quarterback stuff, they're going to be stuck in the Jags job, the Jets job, the Lions job, Chargers job to me were all desirable. Jets, obviously you have a chance to pick a quarterback, uh, or you have the young quarterback Darnold that you feel like you could work with. If you want Jags, obviously you get Trevor Lawrence, Chargers, obviously Justin Herbert and the Lions now. They're gonna have it. They're gonna have their pick. They could maybe trade up, but but you know they're gonna have an opportunity probably for Justin Fields or the kid from BYU or if they want Trey Lance. So you 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 have a young quarterback you can build around if you were uh, Bruce Arians. I mean uh, Eric Bieniemy. So while yes, I I think Eric Bieniemy would have been a better fit and a better choice for the Chargers. Uh, for the, I, I'd argue the Jets for sure. I like Robert Saul a lot though. Uh, and for the Lions, he's a better, I think he's a better head coach. I, if I'm Eric Bianami, I'm not crying that I'm not getting one of these jobs. First off, A, who's to say Andy Reid lasts another two years? So the, the, the Chiefs job when it comes open will be the best head coaching job ever available. It will be. So who's to say Eric Bianami is not just going through this hiring process, seeing what's available, but also knowing that if I can stay in Kansas City for another two, three years, I may get this job and be set for the next 10 years with Patrick Mahomes. I, you know, it's interesting to think about. Anyways, let's go through the coaches that did get hired, and I'm going to rank them one through seven, which I think are the best hires overall. And I mean, like, success. It's a really good fit. I think it works. So, number one, I have the Jags hiring Urban Meyer. You're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer, a lot like Pete Carroll when he took the Seahawks job, knows all these players coming out. He's recruited a ton of them. They're a young Jags team that's not a veteran-laden team. They're going to buy into the Urban. They know Urban is a good coach because they all wanted to get recruited by Urban. He's going to have a lot of fun in that locker room early. I think the staff he's built around them is pretty good. Also... That division is pretty open. I mean, Tennessee is in a very good spot. 
Indy, depending on what they do with quarterback, uh, is a good team, but they're not also in a necessarily win now mode. He's going to get some time to build something there. So I like Urban at the Jags. I think that's a home run. And Trevor Lawrence makes it a home run. Uh, number two, I'm going to go Robert Sala and the Jets. Mainly because the Jets, again, have so many picks. I do think with Robert Sala, the endorsements he's getting from guys like Watson, from guys like Richard Sherman, respected guys in the league, that builds up uh, the ability to get free agents. It's New York City. They have cap space, and they have a ton of picks. So if they take Zach Wilson and trade Darnold, that's fine. They have the ability to do that. They have a good quarterback. If they uh, keep Darnold and build around him with all these picks, I think Salah will be successful in that regard as well. So I, I like Salah as the coach. I also think he brings energy, stability, and he is going to coach. Like I do think it's successful in the NFL right now. A guy who's a overseer of one side, but overall a CEO. I think those type of guys are, be, are being more successful in the NFL right now. Uh, I'm going to go Brandon Staley to the Chargers number three. Now, this is interesting. A lot of this is based on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I think the Chargers are such a win-now mode. The Chiefs are the only team in that division that scares me. You're not expected to beat the Chiefs, okay? You're just not expected to get blown out by them multiple times a year. And then you're just telling me you got to beat the Raiders, you got to beat the the Broncos, go 4-0 against them. And uh, be in the playoff hunt. I, I think the Chargers are very capable of doing that. Putting up really good numbers. And Brandon Staley, young, energetic, really good press conference. I thought he impressed at the mic. And I do think he's coming from a a, a tree now that we're seeing success. I don't know if it's uh, Super Bowl success, but the McVay tree that also includes Taylor in uh, in Cincinnati and uh, LaFleur in, in Green Bay, there's been some success there, and I like what's coming out of that so far. We'll see it a little bit, too, now with Arthur Smith uh, in in Atlanta, and that's where I'm going to go next. Arthur Smith in Atlanta. I like the coach. I didn't love the press conference. I don't know if he's a leader of men in that regard, but he has a system it's going to be implemented, and I do think it will improve Atlanta drastically right away to have a real identity. I mean, look at the success that the wide receivers had in Atlanta. Now, a lot of that's Derrick Henry, who I agree, uh, Tyler t- commented earlier in the Facebook post, I'd argue he probably should have been the MVP this year. I mean, just purely based on like value to your team. Uh, he should win Offensive Player of the Year. So they obviously don't have a Derrick Henry. I think the Falcons, the most important thing for them to do, though, is to find a bell cow back like that, an an established running game. So the Falcons can completely overhaul their offensive line, keep some of their wide receiver and offensive talent. There's no reason why they can't look like the NFC's version of Tennessee. Their defense stinks like Tennessee's defense stinks. So if you can find a pass rush, Work on that offensive line. I, I like where it's going. And also, Atlanta gives their guys time. Atlanta gives their coaches that uh, opportunity. Dan Quinn got way more time than he probably should have. 
So I do think that bodes well for him as well. Uh, but those are the guys that I think they're going to be successful to an extent. I don't know if it's going to be playoff success or Super Bowl success, but it wouldn't shock me if in five years from now, six years from now, Meyer, Sala, Brandon Saylor, Smith, they've all proven enough towards not really them, maybe it's the organization, to get another chance to be a head coach. Um, here's a guy who's right on the fringe of that. And I'm going to lean towards, I actually think he'll be in a better, he's going to be more successful than less successful, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell was hired to be the antithesis and the opposite of Matt Patricia, and he is that. And Dan Campbell is a guy who's smart enough to know, I have to build a staff around me that may be stolen from me year after year, but that's okay. I'm the CEO. I'm the motivator, the decision maker, but everyone else is the real coach, coaches. I mean, when you add Mark Brunel and you get him to be your quarterback coach, Anthony Lynn to come in and be your offensive coordinator, who was, uh, by all rights, and, you know, I think it was time for them to move on from him in, San, in, uh, in, in with the Chargers, but a very good coach and Deuce Staley and others. He is showing to the NFL, listen, I'm coming in. If I can be 85 to 90% of, of, uh, Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, which I think he can, then he's going to be successful. They're going to get a young quarterback. They're going to start fresh. He's got a six-year deal. I actually like Dan Campbell with the chance for him to be successful. The only worry is it's the Lions. And I don't know what they're going to do with quarterback, so I put him at at, at five. But these last two hires, to be honest, I, I don't know these guys very well, and I don't think they're going to be successful based on what I've seen so far. I'll put David uh, uh, Cali uh, for the Texans' fifth, uh, sixth. Purely because I think they're going to get a lot for Deshaun Watson, so they're going to get pieces, so he'll have stuff to work with. But that organization is probably the worst organization run in sports right now. They're run by kind of religious wackos, and they have no football minds in that building. And so I have zero zero faith in them, but they're going to get pieces. And then last, I would say Nick Sarani for the Eagles. Eagles have talent, but they got a mess of the quarterback room. And did you see that press conference from Nick Sarani? Watch it right now. Go find it. Eagles head coach press conference yesterday. That was weird. That is not a leader of men. That is weird, and that is, like, not good. If I was an Eagles fan right now, I'd be like, you got to be bleeping kidding me. That was weird. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We have to take a quick break, and then we'll have very short time to finish up the show. Don't go anywhere. On the Mark, brought to you by Cunis Country. Beach combing. Brand ready-to-use weed and grass killer or concentrate products for personal use. You may be entitled to payment from a proposed class action settlement. A complete list of the relevant Roundup products is available at roundupwgksettlement.com. This settlement is about product labeling, not personal injury. So physical injury is not necessary to make a claim. The deadline to file a claim is February 16th, 2021. Visit roundupwgksettlement.com for more information. We are Hometown News Talk, 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk, 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That is Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. 
Um, we're running out of time. I was running along there. Uh, I want to quickly say congrats to the Cardinals, St. Louis, Nolan Arenado. I don't know how the Cardinals do it. That was a great trade. And the Cardinals, they, you know, they re-sign players. Can they get Yachty? Can you bring Yachty in now and really torment me as a Cubs fan? Uh, you know, my Cubs, it's going to be a mess this year. I'm not going to, I am not going to talk smack against the Cardinals right now. I think the Cardinals have put themselves in a real position, uh, to, uh, to, to have a real run. I mean, they could be a real contender here. Uh, if they can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy. It's, you know, health is a lot of things in baseball. We all know as baseball fans, but that's huge. And, and, you know, you know, I, I love to hate as a Cubs fan, but, I'm happy for it because your organization seems to have its stuff together and they're making moves. My organization seems to be selling pieces and increasing ticket prices. So, you know, that's the life as a Cubs fan. Thanks for listening on the Mark on News Talk 1070, KHMO, the KHMO app. Super Bowl preview next week. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin and uh, follow the show on Facebook, uh, on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Find us there. Enjoy your week. I might do some more Facebook lives here during the week if you guys liked it and we're having some fun with it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a safe weekend. You've got a lot of